0: Hey everybody just wanted to jump on before the podcast and let everyone know that uh anybody who listens to follows our show knows that we record on monday before the monday night football game so some of the information that we had put out was dependent on the conclusion of the buffalo cincinnati game obviously that did not happen so a lot of this had been edited it feels a little off but uh in light of what happened in that game last night, we just wanted to let everyone know that our thoughts and prayers are with DeMar Hamlin and his family and the Buffalo Bills organization. And uh, hopefully the parts of the podcast that were edited out do not have a major effect on the understanding of what we were trying to get through. Uh, Again, our thoughts and prayers are with the Hamlin family and we hope and pray for a speedy recovery.
1: Here we go. Welcome to the 9-Round
0: Fantasy Football
1: Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in to the 9-Round Fantasy Football Podcast. Pat and Scott want to welcome everybody into 2023. Yes, Happy New Year's, everyone! Hopefully, you had a safe holiday season and a, a safe and fun uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day celebration between NFL, college football, family, friends, everything that that the holidays are about. Depending on how you look at things, there's there's a couple minutes left of of the holidays, so you know we're all trying to enjoy that. Uh, speaking of some leftovers we do have one game left over from week 17 as we record it's a couple teams you might have heard of it is the buffalo bills at the cincinnati bengals so uh, a lot of people are puckering waiting for this to happen because they have a fantasy football championship riding on this i saw mitch the commish uh, on twitter saying he needs t higgins to get him over the hump tonight god bless you pal i hope you get there For me, I've been out of it. Uh, Last week, I got knocked out, so I had no shot. Pat, are you uh, riding and or dying with any of these gentlemen from the Bills or the Bengals?
0: Yeah, uh, in our one dynasty league that we did last year, that we started last year, I have quite a few of the Bills players, Josh Allen, Diggs. I think I have... I want to say I have Isaiah McKenzie and Samaje P. Ryan as well. That's a best ball league, so uh, technically starting all of them or none of them, depending on how well they do. But uh, in first place in that in that league, so uh, a big performance out of the the two offenses here would be definitely a good thing. You know, it's funny you talked about this being leftovers. I think this is probably the the, the tastiest leftovers that you could possibly have. This is probably the game of the week, which makes sense that it's on Monday Night Football, but a lot of playoff implications in this game. We're going to get into a little bit of the playoff scenarios and things like that, basically to help you make it. start sit decisions that you may have coming up if your league does go into week 18, which our League of Record does. Our league mates have voted to keep this thing going as long as humanly possible, so they we play all the way until Week eighteen, we also have a toilet bowl that goes through week eighteen. So, start sit decisions are going to matter in our league of record for playoff position. I mean, for championship uh, implications, and then also for draft position. Uh, you know, coming down to these these last few weeks. So, still a big week uh, for us anyway for fantasy. Hopefully, uh, you know, like you said, hopefully some fantasy championships were won. Hopefully, some more will be won uh, in week eighteen, and we're going to try to do our best to give you some of the teams and players that you should be looking out for uh, just to kind of shore things up. We did just get the release of the week 18 schedule, which is perfect timing right before we recorded. And so the hold on one second, just got another notification. looks like maybe a game has been switched. Let me just double check that. Okay. All right. So it looks like the Baltimore Cincinnati game Will either be played at one or at four twenty-five? They they did, I guess, flex the time of that game based off of what happens with Cincinnati tonight. I guess if they clinch the division, there's no point in putting them on later in the day, so they're going to move that to one o'clock. But we're going to go through all those those scenarios for you guys, and you know, let you know which teams, uh, you know, may be resting some of their starters. If you are again playing in week eighteen, then you will have uh, that knowledge. Hopefully, going into your into your week 18 matchup. If you'd like to stay up to date with everything that's going on, please feel free to follow us on social media. Uh, we will keep the updates posted as far as anything we hear, as far as who, who may be playing, who may be sitting starters, you know, certain, you know, certain teams may play starters and then, you know, maybe only play a half or, or, you know, what have you. So as soon as we get any information, we will put that out on social media. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at the nine route one. Scott is at Scott from Delco. Like I said, please give us a follow and and we will try to keep you up to date with as much information as we have coming out. You can also check out our website. We've got links to all of our episodes on there, as well as links to our social media accounts and links to our email. Our website is www.theninerouteffb.com. Like I said, you can also email us if you have any start Sit questions or just any questions in general. That email address is the nine route ffb at gmail.com. What about you, Scott? You still in any playoffs coming into week 18?
1: No, I am uh fighting, I'm fighting in our toilet bowl. Um, you know, on, on that level to get some concept of a, a solid draft pick for next year. But no, I got uh, I got knocked out of my semifinal last week. So playing for third and I won't have a shot there. So my best finish out of any of my leagues will be fourth place unfortunately no no championships this year so you know it is what it is but i'll uh i'll adjust. I'll, I'll figure it out again a lot of my guys this year were that were my guys uh did not bring it to the table uh some weren't even in the room <laughs> <laughs> and to be around the table
0: they're at the kitty table
1: yeah yeah uh you know i got into a lot of dynasty this year that i hadn't been in before and Definitely kind of went with the long con kind of approach to stuff. So I, I definitely may have a shot in a in a year or two in a couple of those leagues or possibly even next year. You never know. Um, but, yeah, you know, it is what it is. That's fantasy football, and I'll go with it. And uh, at least our league being a little bit of a keeper redraft, I kind of have an idea, you know, to maybe build a, a stronger squad. This year, again, my guys kind of failed me, so
0: no biggie. But yeah, and you'll actually have some draft picks this year, uh, which would be great for you. I mean,
1: no, I didn't have them. Yeah. I didn't have a draft pick until what ninth round last year. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I actually had a, I coughed up a keeper to try to get some wiggle room and, and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, it is what it is. So I'll, uh, I'll just have to win it next year. No biggie. <laughs> no biggie. But like you said, I know we were talking about getting into the news uh, of the basically, yeah, like the schedule being put out for this final weekend with a lot of playoff invocations. You know, I, I know that there are a few injuries that could have a little bit of an effect on, on the way things go. Uh, the one isn't epic, but the other one does have a little bit of tangibility to it. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater ended up with a, a broken pinky. I believe it was uh, during the loss to the Patriots. That means that if Tua isn't ready, clear, Protocols, which could be a thing that Skylar Thompson may start uh, if Bridgewater can't go because of the finger. Uh, Miami is still playing for uh, a playoff spot, and and they don't have to do tons of heavy lifting if they win against the Jets and the New England Patriots lose to Buffalo, which is a a legitimate scenario. They would clinch the seventh seed wild card spot. So uh, again, they do have a lot to play for, and that quarterback. Issue, if you want to call it that, could really have some lasting effects on that team. Again, you know, Bridgewater being a little bit more of a, a legit starter. I mean, they did, they were in the game. They they just didn't do enough to win. And then Thompson hasn't really looked great, but he's a rookie. What do you want? If Tua does play, obviously that would negate a lot. The other uh, major injury to speak of that happened at the quarterback position, which could affect you. Uh, it actually affected me in my super flex league. Just you know, based off the concept that I was starting Nick Foles. A heavy sack led to broken ribs and, and really just knocked him out of action for the rest of that game. It was right in the second quarter, I believe, uh, against the Giants. i uh, not going to go into details about the scumbag who sacked him or, or what he did after that. I uh, just hope that karma plays a key role in the New York Giants football season. I did see that Saturday said more than likely Sam Ellinger was going to be the starter and Matt Ryan would be the backup because Nick Foles was going to be a little too sore to play. Uh, definitely looked sore after that hit. But, uh, again, that's really the only major injury news that that could have a small effect on the way things play out. Uh, you know, keep an eye out still on injury reports that come out on Wednesday. We record on Monday. So, always good to, to have an eye out. Again, some of you have clinched. Some of your seasons are over. But for, you know, a decent amount of the majority of people out there, there's, there's still stuff to play for, bragging rights, or maybe a championship, and the injuries could have a factor.
0: Yeah, a lot of these that we don't do, you know, like – daily fantasy coverage we, we do mention it here and there i do play some some dfs but uh, a lot of these we're going to go over some start set scenarios a lot of these scenarios could potentially affect you if you're doing you know something like that daily fantasy or like we said if if you're in one of the few leagues that does play through to week 18 we do want to still make sure that we're here giving you as much information as we can to help you you know win those fantasy championships in week 18 if, if that's where you're going with it so Uh, Let's, let's hit some of the potential teams that could maybe possibly be resting starters. And again, this is something that you're going to have to pay attention to as the week goes on, because we don't really know nothing has been said or determined, or I, you know, I think teams, especially on Monday teams sort of take the day to unwind, to take a day off, you know, get their, their players in the building and, and, you know, medical attention, things like that. They're not really, uh, you know, making determinations and decisions on the following week's games. Uh, right away. But there are four teams who really don't have much to play for, if anything at all. Uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are locked into the four seed. Todd Bowles, however, has come out publicly and said that their starters will play. Now, we don't necessarily know how long they're going to play. That could mean they're going to just start the game. They're going to play a quarter. They're going to play a half. They could play the whole game. We don't know that, but I would be very cautious uh, and probably not look to play any Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in my week eighteen matchup if I'm still going there. And in one of the leagues that I'm in uh, that I didn't mention that I was I was still in my championship, I do have both Tampa Bay Running backs Fournette, and Rashad White. I will not be playing either of those gentlemen this week just because y- you just don't know where, you know where the 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 coaching staff's heads are at. So uh, Tampa Bay is one of those teams I am going to look to stay away from. The Chargers, they could move down with a loss to the Broncos, but it wouldn't knock them out of the playoffs. I don't necessarily know if that's going to motivate the Chargers to play their starters or to rest them. Head coach Brandon Staley hasn't come out and said anything about you know his starters as of yet, but my assumption would be that the Chargers would not want to risk injury too much uh, in a game where it doesn't really mean a whole lot.
1: Uh, the New York football Giants are locked in at the sixth seed, so they cannot improve seeding. But it did sound like Brian Dayball was looking to play the starters, at least in you know, the breadth of could be a half, could be a quarter, could be the whole game. To say there's nothing to play for would be kind of silly. These these are division games to finish out the season. This game would be treated as like a playoff type atmosphere or barometer to see if these guys are good to go, obviously, with, uh, you know, with the way things could and and would and should uh, uh, play out. And there's a little bit of bad blood. You know, the Eagles did kind of lay it on pretty heavy earlier this season in a a whooping uh, against the New York Giants. So for them to look to try to do some damage. Oh, and by the way, the Eagles haven't locked anything up yet. Uh, So a loss by the Eagles would take them out of the one seed more than likely uh they could lose the division if dallas win uh there's actually a lot to play for in this game so i i would not be surprised if uh again the giants do play for something but again if the game gets out of hand or it looks like it's getting a little chippy cooler heads might prevail and the coach might look to you know bubble wrap daniel jones saquon for that playoff push and uh, the Minnesota Vikings aren't in a bad spot, you know, as most people call them the biggest fraud of the uh, <laughs> NFC and, and all that stuff. But, you know, they're, they're still a, a solid playoff team. They could get as high as the second seed if things kind of fall their way with San Francisco losses, Dallas wins, Eagles losses. Uh, there is some some spinning uh, of, of some things. So, again, it doesn't go crazy. It just kind of helps them stack up, you know, in, in a sense for that next round where – uh, right now, it would be Minnesota hosting the Giants, um, but then they could go as far as being the two seed and hosting the the last place wildcard team. Uh, you know, Ironically, a Green Bay would, uh, would be an interesting matchup, but Vikings have a little bit of skin in the game, but not a ton. So again, this is stuff that could happen. Uh, again, I think the Giants may be a little bit more of a legit scenario. Vikings might just look to kind of limp to the barn and take what they got and, and see who they're going to play in that first matchup of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think with the Vikings, the two seed basically would mean, and and most likely what ends up happening with the, the one seed in each conference having the bye week, basically what ends up happening is it almost guarantees, it actually does guarantee, well, I shouldn't say does guarantee. If the two and three seeds win, it guarantees the two and the three seed play each other in the second round because obviously the team with the first round bye would not play, so they would be in the second round. They would play the lowest remaining seed, which could not be the two or three seed. It would either be the four or any of the you know if a wild card team moves on. But basically the two seed ensures that you have two home playoff games, which is big for Minnesota because they do play much better at home. It's a controlled environment. You know, they like to throw the ball, so obviously being outdoors. Uh, in San Francisco, where the weather could, you know, San Francisco rains a lot uh, this time of year. So, you know, it, it could have an effect on the game. So I think the Vikings will probably play this game, especially against the Bears, who I'm pretty sure they think that they can beat. I, I think the Vikings will play their starters for the majority of this game. Now, if they if they get a big lead, yeah, they may, they may rest somebody like Dalvin Cook, especially since you have somebody like Alexander Madison, you know, on your bench, who's completely capable of carrying the load. Uh, and still performing if given opportunities. So I do think Dalvin Cook may be a little bit of a risk uh, because I do think if, if Minnesota gets up big, uh, they could take him out. But, uh, you know, I think for the most part, Minnesota is going to try to win this game and and try to keep that number two seed you know, at least at least within reach. Uh, obviously, if the Niners win against Arizona, then they would keep the two seed, uh, again, depending on how everything else falls out. But but Minnesota has to win to get the two seed, and uh, and I think they're going to give that a shot. Now, there are a couple teams who, by the time it gets to their game, could have nothing to play for. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to rest their starters, but if you have players on this team and you are playing in Week 18, you do need to make sure that you have some, some backup options that you can get into your lineup if these things happen. And the last team that could potentially have nothing to play for is the Detroit Lions. If Seattle wins versus the Rams, then the Lions, unfortunately, will play the Packers on Sunday night with no hope of getting into the playoffs. Dan Campbell doesn't seem to be the type of coach who's just going to you know, roll over and not play his guys because they're eliminated from the playoffs. I think that that Sunday night game, Detroit at Green Bay, is going to be a phenomenal game either way. Uh, so I really wouldn't worry too much if you have any Lions on your team. I think you can still play them with confidence. If they're out of the playoffs, there's no reason to rest starters. They're not going for a playoff run or anything like that. So uh, I think you're, you're pretty safe with the... Lions, those are kind of your possible sit scenarios for Week 18. Uh, I think the NFL did a really good job with the schedule, aside from you know maybe that Kansas City game on Saturday, but I think they did a pretty good job with the schedule and as far as timing to make sure that most, if not all, of these playoff impact games are being played at the same time as other teams that you know are are keeping you know, certain teams in it or out of the playoff scenario. So uh, I think they did a really good job with that. And uh, we're going to get into our waiver wire for week 18. And we're going to give you a couple guys that you can look to add to your bench in case some of these teams do clinch before their game on Saturday or Sunday. And uh, you need somebody to, to get in your lineup because you're afraid that, you know, guys may not play. May not start, may not finish the game. So let's go ahead and jump into our Week 18 waiver wire. Weekly waiver wire.
1: All right, folks. Uh, so first off, a guy who has league winner potential. You know, for those that strapped, trying to you know pick up a quarterback. You know, some injuries, things like that. Maybe it may, it is what it is. Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, uh, that guy that used to back up Tom Brady. Then you're surprised he's still in the league. Yes, he was backing up Derek Carr, and they did say they were looking to kind of move on from him, and it looks like the offense moved on pretty well. First career start, 23 of 34, 365, three touchdowns, two picks. He also ran uh, seven times for 34 yards, put up in our league of record 32 points, which obviously you got two uh, pretty good quarterbacks in Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, Uh, left to play tonight. But as of right now, he's QB four. So, you know, worst case, he'd be QB six. That's not a bad debut against the San Francisco 49ers defense that, you know, a lot of people have uh, touted as one of the best defenses around football. The guys out there, go get them. I mean, you know, again, it might be a keep away thing. It could be a, a stash in some kind of a a dynasty league where he was floating around out there, go get him on your roster right now. He's going to be available. I mean, a lot of people just looked at it as they were folding up camp and didn't expect anything. Most leagues right now, if he's even 5% rostered, it would be amazing. So for somebody to go to a top five quarterback into, you know, this guy who could back-to-back weeks put up 25, 35 points, uh, that's a guy you want on your roster or to be able to keep away from, your opponent's roster. Uh, Again, they got a big game against Kansas City next week, which AFC West, they love themselves some shootouts. So we'll see how it goes. But Jared Stidham, uh, that should be a no-brainer. He should be waiver-wire pickup priority one, depending on what your other needs are. Another quarterback to talk of, uh, a gentleman who has been doing fairly well over the last four weeks, uh, is that Brock Purdy. You're looking at a guy over the last four weeks who's basically been a a top-ten quarterback. You know, he's put up... In his starts, uh, you know, just around it all, 17, 26, 20, 19, and, and another 20 points yesterday, 22 or 35, 284, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, they did win the game. So Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, has turned himself as, into Mr. Relevant. Uh, some injuries definitely played into that. This guy's getting his chance to start, uh, catch lightning in a bottle, and you might be able to do that, too. Right now, now some people have picked up on that, so you know you have a week to go, arguably, unless you're looking to stash him in some other way for a, again, a keeper dynasty, depending on how things work. Probably about 30% of most leagues he is rostered right now. Um, going up against the Arizona Cardinals, yes, San Francisco does have some things to play for, they could get up as high as the one seed, but he's really been uh, again a solid. Solid quarterback play, and again, with an offense that does know how to put up some points. So, Brock Purdy, if he's available, is another name that you might want to consider again, let alone putting him on your roster to play, but keeping him away from somebody else that could cause you a, a little bit of a nightmare scenario going into maybe a, a championship final week two uh, scenario. There,
0: you know, I was just thinking, it, and this is completely possible if you were in some sort of super flex league where. You had Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. You could have potentially started Brock Purdy and Jared Stidham in your championship in week 17 and absolutely crushed it at the quarterback position with two guys who 100% for sure were not drafted in the preseason. So one of the reasons why you should – Pay attention to, you know, what's going on in, in fantasy football. Listen to podcasts, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter. We, we, we definitely put stuff like that out. So we've been mentioning certain names. Jarek McKinnon, for example, we've we've mentioned him numerous times over the past few weeks. He has been the RB2 over the the last four weeks in fantasy football. So not saying that we're by any means Nostradamus or anything like that. But you know the stuff that we do notice, we do put out there for you guys. So don't think, uh, oh, Jared Stidham, he's, he had one lucky game. He, he may have. You may absolutely be right. But he's playing the Kansas City Chiefs next week. So he could absolutely have another lucky game against a, a team who puts points on the board and is going to force Las Vegas to throw the ball. So don't scoff at at the Jared Stidham pickup. It's, it's a real thing, and, and you should absolutely add him to your roster. Going to hit a couple more quarterbacks for you real quick. Uh, Mike White versus Miami this week. He's about 16% rostered. The Jets are out of the playoff picture, unfortunately, for them. But Mike White, I mean, he's potentially competing for a starting job in this league. I mean, he's looked pretty good in most of the games that he's played. He, he absolutely stunk it up uh, this past week in their loss. But Miami is a really good matchup. Is the second easiest matchup for quarterbacks in fantasy football and Mike White is, you know, he's putting tape out there. I'm sure he wants to get paid like a starting quarterback. And you know, if he can go out and show that he can beat a potential playoff team in the Miami Dolphins, then you know, there's there's an an opportunity for him to possibly become the starter for the Jets or or maybe even another team around the league next year. So uh, I think Mike White is a, a really good start if you are missing anybody, uh, missing a quarterback in your fantasy championship in Week 18. And another one that you can add, Andy Dalton versus the Carolina Panthers. He's only rostered in 11% of leagues. Dalton is not a great quarterback, but Carolina just gave up 400 passing yards and three touchdowns to Tom Brady. And I know Dalton isn't Brady, but both of these teams are eliminated. So there's no real pressure. They can just go out there and, and play their game. And I think that as an athlete, not having so much pressure on you to win these games and not make mistakes, a, a lot of time allows people to play better. So I would not be surprised if Andy Dalton had a good game this week versus Carolina. That is the final quarterback.
1: We are going to look at a couple running backs that could give you uh, you know, a little bit of a playoff push. First guy we're going to talk about is Tyler <clears throat> Algier. About 35% of leagues. Uh, not everybody's been racing to go pick up Atlanta Falcons, skill players after the year that Kyle Pitts had. Drake London has had a nice rookie season. Uh, this rookie has had a quietly decent season as well. Now, he and Corderell Patterson kind of shared the load. It was more Patterson, then Patterson got hurt, then Algier got a little banged up, and there were some some different names mixed in. But it still kind of looks like both guys are relevant, but Algier has really kind of stepped up and mm. has been a player that has Done pretty well. Um, he's basically been averaging about 18 carries a game. He does a lot of his damage that way. Uh, they do have a very tough matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on paper, but Tampa Bay may be looking to just kind of cruise in and take it a little easy and rest some people. That could give you a shot uh, again if this is a a meaningless game, so to speak. Yeah, they may get the starters in there for a quarter or something like that. Uh, but they have nothing to lose, and there's no shame in that happening if they decided to you know just kind of walk away from the game and, and and let these guys do their thing could work the other way too Falcons could maybe look to back off but last four weeks uh has been basically a top 25 running back in fantasy football uh, if he's out there again another great stash and even maybe a potential low-key keeper if you're looking into that running back position for next year uh, might be a guy to look to get on your roster Another running back that is uh, slowly becoming a thing, albeit, you know, based on injury. So you might want to look at it one way or the other. Zach Moss of the Indianapolis Colts. Basically, you know, uh, some people have just kind of walked away from that team. Also, uh, they have a juicy matchup against the Houston Texans. Basically, they've been... uh, uh, Pat, I think you and I could probably get 20 yards on him, uh, you know, <laughs> from the running back position. Uh, Zach Moss has definitely kind of stepped into being a little bit of a, a player. I know that there was even some some stuff where it came out that Deion Jackson kind of flipped out, that he was kind of phased out and, you know, don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's always going to be the guy that that is doing, doing the job, uh, you know, both professionally and in the fantasy uh, arena. So, I mean, Zach Moss has been... Decent, you know, modest numbers. You know, he's put up eight, eight, seven. So he's been averaging around eight points a game. That's that's decent flex potential right there. Uh, and he's definitely going to try to show off that he is an NFL running back. So you might have a shot to go out and pick up Zach Moss and plug him in to be maybe a flex play against a really bad defense that might just be wrapping up their season. Who knows? Maybe Zach Moss gets you double digits.
0: Yeah, I think the Houston Texans gave up. Three rushing touchdowns to three different running backs this past week versus Jacksonville, which is uh, a new low even for them uh, as defense. So, yeah, definitely into any running backs versus the Houston Texans this year. Obviously, if you've listened to our start-sit episode, you know that I pretty much just look to see who Houston's playing, and then I pick that running back as my start because it works. Uh, A couple other guys that you could look at this week – In that same game, Royce Freeman versus Indianapolis. He's only rostered in basically 1% of leagues. He has led the Texans in running back touches over the last three weeks. He's not a guy that I'm like, you know, dying to get into my lineup, but if you're hurting at the running back position, you know, he is the starter and, like I said, has led them in touches. A couple other guys that you could potentially look at Latavius Murray and Chase Edmonds. Murray is rostered in 74% of leagues, so he's probably not available. Edmonds, however, coming back off of injury is only rostered in about twenty five percent of leagues. And the Chargers are bottom ten this season in giving up rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. They're the sixth easiest matchup versus the running back position in fantasy football. And Edmonds has been getting more involved the last couple of weeks. He's had eighteen opportunities over the last two weeks and has produced, uh, you know fairly well with those opportunities. I think that, the Broncos could continue to get him involved, especially against a a pretty weak Chargers rushing defense, who uh, is actually really good against the pass. So the way to beat the Chargers is to you know run the ball, and uh, I think the Broncos with the the struggles that they've had on offense this year, uh, running the ball probably sounds like a pretty good idea to them at this point. All right, moving on to the wide receiver position, uh, we mentioned these two guys last week: Hunter Renfro and Mac Collins for the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Both of them are rostered in less than 50% of leagues. We mentioned them because this should be a fairly high-scoring game. Kansas City, uh, not the greatest defense, but obviously can score. Las Vegas, their defense has let them down numerous times this year, but their offense has been scoring even with Jared Stidham last week. You know They put up a respectable number against the vaunted San Francisco 49ers defense, so I can definitely see both of these teams scoring in this game, and obviously when scoring happens, generally that happens from the quarterback and the wide receiver positions. Now, Stidham seemed to have some sort of connection with Devontae Adams, which that's great if you're in your Week 18 championship and you have Adams, obviously start him, but if you don't have Devontae Adams and you are struggling at the wide receiver position, either of these two guys could potentially fill that flex spot for you and, uh, and come up with a big game. We we mentioned last week, Renfro is more of the PPR guy, probably get you somewhere around, you know, six or seven catches. And Matt Collins is more of your, your deep threat guy. So if he's available and you're looking for a, a big boom bust play, Matt Collins is one of those guys that you could put in your lineup and, and pray that he catches a long touchdown pass. A couple other wideouts to
1: to talk about. Greg Dortch of the Arizona Cardinals. He's had some, some moments. Um, most of his has been filling in as guys were injured or suspended DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Hollywood Brown, Rondale Moore. Uh, you know, that, that team is definitely taken a pretty big hit, you know, when it comes to injuries, Zach Ertz went out earlier in the year, another big pass catcher, albeit a tight end. Uh, and, and, Dorch was was pretty solid. I actually, you know, I, I was hurting a little bit, so I had picked him up as just a flyer. I mean, his first three weeks he put up his lowest total was 13 points in our league of record. Uh, he had a big game and a loss against San Francisco where he put up 21 and coming off of a career high 10 catches, 98 yards and 22 points last week against Tampa did put up a little bit of a stinker this week. Uh, he was targeted 10 times only had four catches for 15 yards. I know DeAndre Hopkins was out, so that definitely a factor. But getting that kind of target action, I think you definitely want to have him maybe on your roster. Again, tied for third in the NFL in targets over the last two weeks with 21, and he's definitely going to be a starter with Hopkins being out. Uh, Going against the San Francisco team, you you have a shot to get him involved. Now, we'll see how it goes. He's definitely under 10% rostered. A lot of people have stayed away. They just kind of felt like it was too hot and cold to have, but – Uh, If you're desperate, he's a guy that you might want to pick up. And another guy who has kind of heated up uh, over the last couple of weeks. um, Six catches on nine targets for 164 yards over the last two weeks. And double digits, three of the last five. An old favorite, DJ Chark of the Detroit Lions. Again, a lot of people remember him with... Jacksonville, and you know, he started out this year and was pretty chilly. Kind of had to work his way into an offense that was finding its footing and, and wasn't doing too well. Has come on strong lately in the last couple of weeks, again, as far as like the last four weeks in our league of record. He's a top 25 wide receiver on a team that is, you know, looking to win and get in. They're going to throw the kitchen sink uh, at the Green Bay Packers. Now, Packers have a pretty good secondary. We saw that yesterday with them shutting down Justin Jefferson. Don't think they're going to take any plays off with of this, but obviously Amon Ross St. Brown is the lead dog in that offense. Uh, you have Jameson Williams starting to come around a little bit as a rookie coming back from his injury. Chark has been a guy who has had a couple of big games, and he's done it without too many touchdowns. So I think he's a guy that you might want to get involved, get on the roster, have him in there. And he has definite flex appeal as a starter this week based on where he's at. He's owned a little bit, but, you know, you probably can find him rolling around or he could have been cut last minute as somebody picked up a, a fill-in for this week. So if DJ Chark is out there, uh, look to pick him up, get him on your roster. You might be able to put him in as a starter this week in your flex if you're looking for a little help at that position.
0: Yeah, a lot of these guys are, are boom-bust guys. You know, Hollins, DJ Chark, those, those deep threat guys, and then uh, Renfro and Dortch are more of your, you know, sort of – not going to get you a probably a huge number but you know if you're in a PPR league or a half PPR league guys who could definitely get you some catches and some yards to make sure that you're not getting a goose egg in in that flex position. Uh, a couple tight ends we're going to hit for you real quick before we go. We mentioned Greg Dorch. Uh Trey McBride has also gotten a lot of targets, 25 to be exact over the last 4 weeks. That's seventh in the league at the tight end position over that 4 week span. I think if DeAndre Hopkins misses this week, which again, Arizona's got nothing to play for. Why? Why would they put Hopkins back out there? Uh, I think Trey McBride is a guy who will get some looks, and uh, is a guy if you're, like I said, if you're in a position where, again, maybe you have Mark Andrews and Cincinnati wins the division tonight. Now Lamar Jackson doesn't play, maybe Mark Andrews doesn't play, or maybe he does play, but he plays with Tyler Huntley, which you know, aside from this past week, hasn't been really a, a recipe for success for Mark Andrews. You know, maybe you go out and you grab a guy like Trey McBride, who's only rostered in about 3% of leagues, or maybe you go out and grab someone like Tyler Conklin who gets the Miami Dolphins this week. Conklin's rostered in a bit more leagues. He's still available in about 67% of leagues, but he's averaging six targets per game when Mike White is the quarterback and Miami is the third easiest matchup versus the tight ends on the season. So Conklin could absolutely have a big game, you know, in a spot where the jets are looking to play spoiler. And then Noah Fant, the, t- the tight ends have seen a lot of targets from Gino Smith lately. Fant is rostered in only about 31% of leagues. So he's still out there in a majority of leagues. You get the Rams this week, which uh, isn't the best matchup versus tight ends. But if you're in a desperate spot, McBride, Conklin aren't available, you know, maybe some other guys. Noah Fant's a a guy that, uh, you know, I think even Colby Parkinson caught a touchdown this past week for the Seahawks. So Geno Smith is definitely looking towards his tight ends. Fant had a a decent game. Uh, I think he's a guy who maybe isn't going to blow your socks off, but he's a guy who will get you some points in a position where maybe you have a, a starter resting or a guy that you just don't have any confidence in going into week 18. All right, folks, that's going to do it for our waiver wire for week 18. I know it uh, it seems a little, a little uh, light as far as waiver wires go, but I mean, we're getting to the point where we're at, we're at the end of the season. There really isn't much left on the waiver wire. If you've gotten to this point, your roster's probably fairly stacked and you probably don't need to pick up a bunch of players. But if you do need one of these guys at one of these positions, there are some options for you if, Again, if, if you need them. A uh, couple of quick reminders. Please make sure that you put your Saturday players. We do have those two games on Saturday, Titans-Jags and Chiefs-Raiders on Saturday. Make sure that you have those players in the positional spots and not in your flex spots because you're going to need those flex spots in case things happen on Sunday that may cause other starters to then maybe not play or only play a half or whatever the case is. So you want to make sure you have that flexibility. Keep those those Saturday players out of your flex. And also you want to make sure that you're paying attention. If you're into fantasy football, you're probably paying attention enough to hear what's going on in the league. You know, you you watch Sunday morning game day or whatever the, the pre-game shows are, depending on which channel you like to watch. They're going to update you on who is in, who's out, who's looking to rest starters. But please, you can also follow us on Twitter. Ah, uh, we gave those those Twitter handles out earlier, but I'll do that again. We are at the Nine Route One and at Scott from Delco. We will put out anything that we hear as far as potential, you know, players not playing or resting or, uh, you know, maybe not potentially playing a full game. Please also go check out our website www.TheNineRouteFFB.com. Follow and subscribe wherever you listen. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on. Podbean, we are on YouTube, we are on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We're pretty much everywhere except Spotify. Me and Spotify have a, 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 we just have a thing. We don't like each other. So, um, <laughs> but uh, we're we're pretty much everywhere else. You can find us. Just look us up at the Nine Route. Wherever you listen, please make sure that you follow and subscribe. That helps us out immensely. And before we go, I just want to say thank you to Mickey's Pub in Tuckerton, New Jersey. For partnering with the show, if you're looking for a great place to watch the NFL on Sunday, Mickey's is it. Great food, drink specials, and all the football you can handle. Mickey's Pub, three twenty seven East Main Street in Tuckerton, New Jersey, where friends and family meet. Well, Scott, I guess uh, this is going to be one weekend where you can just watch football and enjoy it without having any you know, real fantasy implications riding on it. I mean, other than our toilet bowl, which I think you and I are pretty, pretty much going to finish in the same spot we finished in the standings, which is going to be last and second to last based on the way things have been going uh, so far leading up to now. But uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully you can enjoy these games and, and just enjoy them for what they are without, uh, you know, without all the, the nail-biting suspense of having to worry about what your fantasy players are doing. Yeah, nah, it sucks. Um no, <laughs> no I, I want to begin. I I want Yeah, begin. yeah, exactly. I'm I, you hear know, you. I was trying for... to turn it around and make it, you know, no, positive, no, but yeah. no, No,
1: I it, it's just again on the that. you know, the, the the real NFL stuff, watching scenarios play out, making sure, you know, you the Eagles, you know, finally clinch and, and stuff like that. Um and going to be just clinched. Wa- What's that? Right. I said something's gonna be clinched, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said, a lot of puckering happening. <laughs> um, but no, at the end of the day, um I I well, I, I gotta work, so you know, I won't really be able to really no, enjoy that's it. True. But at the same time, it will be something that you kind of look forward to. Uh, you know, you're getting close to the playoffs and and it just it's sometimes it sometimes it is nice to not have to worry about setting lineups in multiple leagues, but the same time i want i want a trophy i want a belt i want a championship so uh, i have to uh, you know take some stock in what what didn't didn't work and, and look to uh, adjust for next year and one quick thing for everybody out there uh, you know if you're in a dynasty league go scour the waiver wire this week before everything kind of maybe shuts down league-wise until the summertime i don't know how everybody's league works some people are full year-round some people are trades year-round but you might be able to find a couple rookie diamonds in the rough that were out there that kind of got brushed off and didn't get a lot of playing time. Wouldn't hurt to maybe move them over to your active roster or at least your taxi squad to have, uh, depending on how things work in your league. So again, never hurts to you know, always uh, always keep scouring that waiver wire. We try to give you a couple names here on our level, but um, there's always those players that are going to pop up next year. And, and it'd be nice if you're a little bit ahead of the curve. That being said, for Pat, I am Scott here at the Nine Round. We will talk to you soon uh, regarding our starts and sits for the final regular season, Week 18. Good luck to everybody out there tonight. Buffalo, Cincinnati, if you if you got a chip riding on it. And if not, we'll talk to you in the next episode.
0: Peace.